Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parks and Recollection. Um, this is one of your hosts, Jim O'Hare, Gary, Larry, Jerry, Terry, Barry from the show. Sitting next to me and a little too close for my comfort is... Okay, <laughs> it's me, Greg. Just Greg. I go by Greg. I like Greg. I haven't been given a Jerry, Terry, Barry, Larry, Gary. You haven't version. earned it. I haven't That's earned it. I haven't earned it. it. I haven't yes. earned it, but... Um, some say I've earned the right to hang out with you. Well, I don't believe that either. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you guys, we have like super exciting. This, give us, yeah, give yeah. us the details, Greg. This is super exciting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we could just chit chat you and I about yes. what's going on in life. Who needs to hear about that? Because we, we have don't. an amazing guest with us today. We are joined by the brilliant Norm Hiscock. Norm. He's worked on King of the Hill, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Kids in the Hall, Saturday Night Live, Space Force, and much more. But he's here today because he was a writer and producer on Parks and Recreation. Hello, Norm. Hello, guys. Hey, Norm. <laughs> it is Hello, so great guys. to see you. <laughs> Hello, guys. Norm is in Canada where yeah. he lives. I'm in That's Canada. Right. Yeah. So we're doing a very a, foreign country. A right. very foreign country. He hasn't country. been sent there in like some kind of like Belarusian no, no. kind of way. No. <laughs> That's right. No, no. I'm free to walk around. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it is so great to see you. I, I had lunch uh, a couple weeks ago with Greg Daniels. And oh, you did? Yes, and your name came up, of course. It was all terrible things we said, but it right, felt comforting. It felt very comforting. Oh, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it was just <laughs> it, it was just great. And because obviously King of the Hill for him, too. Uh, yes. And are you going to be involved in, because I know there's talk of a, you know, a reboot? I am involved. We were working on it, and then, you know, the strike. The strike, yeah. <laughs> the but strike. That'll, that'll, that'll resolve hopefully <laughs> much sooner than later, and then you guys can go back. Because I have always been a huge King of the Hill fan. And when I first started doing parks one day and, you know, whenever um, Greg would be around, I'd be very nervous because it was Greg Daniels. And why wouldn't I be nervous? And, but I had to one day just kind of put it all out there. I am just a big fan of King of the Hill and blah, blah, blah. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, which this makes no sense. He goes, oh, I could see you playing Hank Hill in a live version, which makes zero sense. <laughs> but he was just being so kind yeah, to me because yeah. Greg is so kind. Well, but he anyway. thought you were a fan. He thought, who is this yeah. person who's come up to me? <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Why is he, he, he on stage? Every, he says that to everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Play, yeah. Yeah. He said, Amy, Amy was excited about Joe. She could play Hank Hill. Yeah. Yes, he did not know who I was, I believe. No. And he just thought I had somehow gotten on set. Yeah. I'm very excited to have Norm. I mean, we're, all, we're both very excited See, to have yes, Norm here today. I too, thank you. Jim is also excited, but Norm and I started at the same time at the very beginning of Parks and Rec in the first That's season right. of Writer's Room. It was a small collection of people, and, you know, you spend a lot of time in the, uh, in the trenches with, you know, your colleagues in the Writer's Room, and... Uh, you get a great bond. And so just having you here is very special. Well, I was, you know, you saw it all too. It's like how characters evolved, changed, uh, morphed into something, you know, just being on set and then coming back with stories about the set and how actors were dealing with dialogue or not dealing with dialogue. It's just like changed and morphed, right? So it's, uh, I think it's a valuable thing to be on a show from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and that cast was amazing. I could I said that we could be lazy on set sometimes because they were so great. <laughs> like they would, they could come up with stuff on the spot, and I love that feel too. Of just you know, uh, it was always chill. It never felt uh, hurried to me, and it was always very relaxed. I thought, yeah, and that's rare, you know. Yes, absolutely. Incredibly absolutely. rare. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you guys also gave us a lot of freedom, which was great. And. You know, yeah. the, the oh, powers that be, because you guys would deliver these unbelievable scripts week after week. I mean, truly, I said it before, I'll say it again. I would leave a table read and Red and I would be walking back to our trailer and I'd go, they did it again. Like, they did it again. Another unbelievable script. And then it would even get better by the time we came time to shoot mm. the script because you guys would make whatever changes after a table read. And yeah. then we'd be on set and we had such strong material. But at the end of most scenes, depending on time, we did a fun run. And it allowed us yeah. to play and be together and laugh together. And some great stuff came out of it. But again, mostly the scripts were so damn strong. Mm. There was no need. But um, it, it, it's so funny you said they did it again because we leave the table read and we go, well, how do we fix this? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That is not how it yeah. was looked at on the actor's we side. We always worried, always worried yeah. that we weren't be enough good material. So, But that's Mike and that's uh, Greg and that's yeah. the whole writing staff, you know, yeah. just worrying that, make sure when we're on set that we have at least the best version of the story moving forward, you know. And, you know, my um, my first episodes of TV uh, as a writer was on Parks and Rec. And, you know, when you're a young early baby writer. Generally, you have another writer with you, if you can, who can kind of help guide you and uh, mentor and teach you. And Norm was the writer on set for my episodes. And I remember very vividly my first day, there was a scene and there were issues in it and the you know the actor trying to figure out what it, whatever it was. And they were kind of like calling for a writer. I kind of looked to you, Norm. And I think you were like, go ahead. It's like, this is, this is you. And it's actually was, it was wonderful because I thought, oh, Norm's going to shadow me and be there the whole time. But actually his job is to help kind of be like the bumper rails for me. But my job is now to be the writer and I would be able, I would confer with you and we would figure stuff out. But that, that was my job to go, go forth. So it was very, it was very impactful. Well, like, cause you feel like you have the script done and you're on set. But then uh, it's it's kind of crazy. You never get used to the idea that that someone will say, "I think there could be something better here." And you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right." You're doing tons, <laughs> tons of work on your own script and you tons of rewriting. Then you go, "Yeah, it could be better." So let's just. That's why I think the fun run and just having conversations and the writer being on the set 
and talking to the actors was right. just so great. Hmm. That's uh, so much freedom. And then you learn, like you were saying, like you learn so much just talking to the actors. So they right. get to hear what they're worried about or what they're not worried about or, you know. Yeah. It's all it's all just conversation, which I love to hear. Greg said something a couple episodes ago or many episodes ago. I generally don't listen when Greg speaks, but this one actually caught my ear. <laughs> and it was because uh, it really it's kind of profound. And I'm sure you guys all know this, but it really caught me. He said, there's always something funnier. So at some point yes. you have to stop and right. right. I was talking about this about also the difference between uh, I've worked as a PA and assistant in drama rooms. And the difference I noticed between a drama writer's room and a comedy writer's room is generally in a drama room. And if you're a drama writer, you kind of sometimes know when you got it. You know when you got the right line. It delivers the right amount of subtext. You deliver it forwards your plot in the right way. And all you kind of know we, we can move on. I'm happy with this. In a comedy room, when you're working on jokes, there really is, it feels like there's always a funnier joke. And so you're never truly satisfied. And that feeling you get as a writer in a comedy room and you pitch something, it'll show up on screen in the script and you're like, look, my, I made it kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah. then, and then maybe, you know, not even three seconds later, someone from across the room casually pitches something else. People laugh a little more and your thing is deleted and something <laughs> yeah. else goes in. But that feeling there is something always funnier. And so you wonder is this the right version? Are we done? Are we yeah. done with the script? And that's also why our hours are so late. But yes. that's made a change on me because even from the actor point of view, I can, you know, whether it's an audition or on set doing something, we make choices with what we're going to do with that character. I can make 20 different choices. Okay, at some point I have to choose mm. and this is as good as it's going to get for right now. Right. And hopefully if there's a better choice, a director or somebody can come in and nudge me in a certain direction. Um, then I'll scream at them, you're not worthy. You don't have an Emmy, I do. And I'll throw it in their face because that's the kind of thing I do, Norm. That's how I treat. But I, yes. that's what I loved about the show is like the, the, the never, I never, sometimes you felt rushed, but rarely did you feel really rushed that you could say, well, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Like, if, you know, and, and if we don't use it, we don't use it. But uh, we didn't think of it when we were writing it, right? Yeah. So, and we're, that's the other thing about being on a set too. It's like you now see the set and you now get a, a different view of, because when you're writing it, you don't know what the, you think what the location is, but you really don't know. And then when you're there, you go, oh, well, this is great. We can use this or we can mm, do this or we can move mm. over here. Or why did I think it had to be staged there? So it, there's so much freedom. I loved, that was a great thing about working in Parks and Rec. I felt always that w there, there was freedom to mm. move things around or to have time to talk about it instead of just constantly going. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the show then, because this is a sp very special episode for many reasons. One, uh, we're talking today about Sweet 16, which is season four, episode 16. I know. Written yeah. by our guest, Norm Hiscock. Yay! Directed by series creator, co-creator, and showrunner, Michael Shore. Now, this is a gold episode. Originally airing... February 23rd, 2012. And when Jim gives us a blurb, you'll see why it's even more special that Jim and Norm are here. Jim, give us a blurb. Well, after realizing everyone forgot Jerry's birthday, February 29th, Leslie decides to throw him a party. Tom is shocked to learn that Anne doesn't share his taste. Yes, it's Jerry's 
birthday. It's Jerry's birthday. And it's his sweet 16 because his birthday is on a leap year. Yeah, it's crazy. So let me just give you a quick little background. I, I, I hesitated about whether to bring this up or not because this is this podcast is all fun. And this is not a sad thing. But I mentioned to these guys yesterday, should I even bring this up? But there was a lot going on in my life when we shot this episode. So first of all, this episode comes up and it's... Uh, Sweet 16, and I'm in the A story. Every actor loves being in the A story. There's nothing better than an A story because, you know, you're gonna, you're in the A story. And how sweet is that? And this is pretty much all an A story, wouldn't you say? Like, there's there's really... Right, there's uh, like little B and C tendrils. There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's little runners. There's little runners, but I, you know, yeah. basically, and it was about my birthday. So it was all, all good. But what a lot of people didn't know, some did. Uh, my mother was dying at the time. And so I knew we were shooting this episode right before the holiday break. Uh, and we were on some, I feel it was Lake Malibu. Does that make sense where that house yeah, was? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And it yeah. was incredible. And it, I was so trying to delve into this episode because it was taking me away from what I knew I was heading home to. Because I was catching a flight when we wrapped to go back to Chicago because it was all going to come to an end. And wow. I knew that. Wow. So wow. it was such a, so, but anyway, so in many ways, the episode was a savior for me because it kept my brain totally somewhere else, Yeah, which I needed. Right. Uh, and yet on the other hand, <laughs> poor Amy, uh, there's a scene in here, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but she falls asleep on my shoulder. And you know, when there's, uh, you know, there's takes, there's downtime, there's resetting of lights, there's all the stuff that goes on. So that was a moment where we had a lot of chat time. Mm. And of course, she was checking in with me about everything. And she dealt with, uh, I could even get worked up now thinking about it, but um, mm. she was great. Yeah, yeah. She was great. But anyway, thank you for this episode because it really kept me, uh, it kept me focused. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't even know. That's amazing because I just you showed up and you were delivering comedy. Well, I because that's how no what you got to do, number one. Yeah. And uh, I, I, because I'm an emotional dude, I didn't yeah. want it to be yeah this big thing. But Amy knew just because we had chatted. So Right, and here's uh, your, your colleague and good friend, Amy, who you spent yes. a lot of time with. And, yeah. and uh, in the week prior to uh, a hard, hard time yeah. of your life. And so, um, it, you know, Universe works in mysterious ways. Yeah, it was great. Did I just bring the show down to an absolute no, crawl? No, 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 no. You did that a few weeks ago. So yes. you're like, Jim, you bring it to a crawl every week. This is this is a different type of crawl. So Norm, um, something that we've done uh, on our show over time is that we've added the word nope into as many puns as possible. We have nope's notes, which is our version of kind of like episode fast facts, and we're even get to a synopsis, which was a uh, a, a listener submitted idea. Um, but some nopes notes for this episode. Um, Chris uh, Traeger has taught champion the dog commands in German and tries to teach Andy how to speak them to the dog. Andy attempts but just speaks gibberish. Now, in real life, Chris Pat apparently can speak German. I remember shooting that scene and just being in tears laughing because he was it's total gibberish. <laughs> total gibberish. And, 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 every, and every take was just like a different version of that gibberish. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Chris, uh, Chris Traeger does an impression of John F. Kennedy when talking about Champion. Yes. Uh, and Rob Lowe played JFK in Killing Kennedy. So that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's he cool. did. Right after Maybe he left Parks. Mike yeah, Shore knew that because... 
Mike Shore, I think, was the one who wrote that joke. Mm. And so I think that's a that's something that he probably had in the back. Of that's interesting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, someone uh, on IMDb pointed out uh, in a comment uh, for this episode that the season and episode numbers four and 16 coincide with Jerry's leap year because his birthday lands on a leap day every four Ooh. years. And this episode yeah. celebrates his 16th birthday. What? And okie <laughs> Somebody dokie. with a lot of time. A lot of time yeah. and Holy maybe cow. a lot of um, weed and or something in the body <laughs> to create that, uh, that observation. Something. And Jim, you, um, you play Jerry. And you were I neither did. 16 nor 64 when this not episode Not only aired. was I not 64, I was still 49. <laughs> and I would I couldn't say that enough to everybody around me. Like, and there's nothing wrong with being 64, believe me. I'm knocking on that door in a few years. But the point was, at the time, I was 49, and they were saying I was 64. But you know what? Well, I was working and happy. Thing. You played a great 64, I believe. Thank you. Yes, yes. That's Norm, I'm having I'm having memories of that there were talks in the room, perhaps, about that very fact that Jim was nowhere near the retirement age. We we knew that he wasn't anywhere close, but we just love the joke so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love the joke too. And to be honest. When someone's got gray hair, you can kind of yeah, fudge with yeah. their age. You, yeah. you know, it'd be yeah. different if I had like jet black hair and God forbid look like, I mean, I wish look like Rob Lowe. Uh, you couldn't get away with it. But, you know, if right, that like guy if, with gray hair, you can pretty much age him. Right. Like if like a 25-year-old can play a high school student in TV shows, yes. then someone with gray hair can play a retiree. I think so, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Norm, let me just ask, because I don't know how this worked in the writer's room. How did you end up with this episode? Uh, it, sometimes it just ends up being that that y- your turn is up. Okay. But I think I think I had pitched out an area where, uh, you know, because Greg knows this that the, when we went we would always do a retreat and we talked about season four and season four was sort of like a big move in terms of like how we're going to do season four, which was her running for office, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and everybody had a big debate about it, about no, she shouldn't. And yes, she should. And uh, we both agreed. And we came to this meeting place where we thought, okay, she's going to be using you guys to help her run, but she's not going to abandon Parks and Rec. And I think I wanted to just do a, uh, at least address the issue, you know, the, have a, something where she sort of was, uh, in between play, two places and and was trying to figure out that. And she was like, you know, the Leslie character would double down to say, I could do it. Of course. And then have and then having Nick uh, Offerman's character to say, uh, I think uh, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a good uh, butting of heads for those two characters. And yeah. I, I can't remember how the Jerry thing about his birthday, I think I, it was a joke that, People have talked about for a while in the room. I can't remember yeah, now. I believe, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Norma, I, I, I've discussed the fact that the beginning of every season is a lot of just like blue sky pitching. And yeah, you'd spend maybe even a week pitching thoughts and Mike and, you know, would say, and, and everyone would talk about, don't worry about coming up with a fully formed story. Don't worry about pitching uh, something that's A story worthy, like Leslie worthy or something that's, Jerry worthy and uh, <laughs> L story yeah, worthy. Yeah. Uh, just pitch ideas. And I believe that the a card for Jerry's retirement had been on since a previous season. Yeah. But I think, as I was looking through the notes, I think what happened was the idea came up for the idea of the 
um, leap year birthday happened in this season in, in the room. And so the two kind of gel together. Yeah. Yeah. But also the Jerry retirement thing, too. I remember that, uh, like, we thought, oh, that would be a very good episode. And people do retire. But it's also that worry, too. It's like, now we're retiring Jerry. What does that mean exactly, right? And we don't want to lose Jerry out of the office. So it's it's like the biggest discussion about how to handle that, too, as well, you know? Imagine my fear when I saw the title of that episode. Yeah. Jerry's retirement. Right. Right. And so, right. Jerry's retirement retirement will wind up being a different season, right? Yes, yes, yes. But this, but but came from this, I think, was a birthday party for you. Yeah. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. That is so true, Greg. LinkedIn knows that as a small business owner, you don't have the time or the resources to spend countless hours looking for the right person for the job. So they have launched a new feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. And it isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. In fact, get this, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Wow, that, that, that's impressive. That's amazing. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash parks. That's linkedin.com slash parks to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Um, oh, so let's yeah. jump into our synopsis. Let's jump in, baby. Ron asks Leslie to take a leave of absence from work as her campaign is taking too much of her time. Anne refuses to wear a Kangol it's so funny. I'm reading these synopses and you're like, okay, that's a cool sentence. And then Anne refuses to wear a Kangol cap that Tom gets her. Of course, those two stories go together. Um, Chris reveals that he taught Champion numerous tricks in German while dog sitting for April and Andy. Leslie uncharacteristically forgets Jerry's birthday. And in an attempt to prove that she can stay on top of her campaign and the Parks Department, Leslie plans a last minute birthday party for Jerry. As Jerry was born on Leap Day, Leslie decides to throw 64-year-old Jerry a sweet 16 party. Yay. Yeah, you got it. You got a birthday party. It doesn't get better than that. Okay, so uh, I love the bit in the beginning of the episode where Leslie is standing in the doorway, like the servant of two masters, discussing the campaign matters with Ben, the office matters with April, I've, Norm, you know, I feel like in the first season or two, we paid a lot more attention to like the real rules and nuances of government. The Boys Club episode of season one, right, right where she accepted a gift that was over $25. But then that kind of falls away. It's maybe the like the, the you know, the specificity of that. Uh, but then it's used for comedy mainly here, right? This idea of like the Hatch Act, like you can't do uh, your own personal campaigning on government property with government people. Yeah, and it just fit her character too. She doesn't want to break the rules, right? So uh, she and she's a people pleaser. So I, I, I uh, 
I just thought it was, it's a fun thing to play, you know, to have her running around and everybody else <laughs> having to just deal with her craziness. Right, right. And then you have the great... It's a good way... To, yeah, it's a good way to get Leslie crazy, you know, in a in a good way, it's, uh, without it feeling forced in any way. Absolutely. And it helps launch the story so we can see that she is dealing with a lot and she's dealing with a lot in both worlds and that's yeah. unsustainable. And she's so specific about it because Anne comes to her at the very beginning with a question. She literally needs a yes or no answer. That is it. No, no, no. We are going to run out. We're literally running out. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. For a yes or no answer. Yeah. yeah, just a while. And then we get one of the beautiful lines where, Anne, you beautiful rule-breaking moth. I mean, just anytime she would give Anne those compliments, yeah, yeah. it just yeah. warms my heart. Uh, when Leslie is in Ron's office talking about how he's saying it's time to take a leave of absence um, and commenting on the fact that she's worn the same thing several days in a row. And I love the way, yeah, yeah. I love the way Amy plays it, that like this is what yes. people do. I don't know, I've, I own maybe several of the same thing or whatever. And, and then he says that she has an old lollipop <laughs> stuck in her sweater. Clearly yeah, yeah. showing that, and it's been there for a few days. And I love how she's like, that's the style now, Ron. It's called lollipopping. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. Lollipopping. <laughs> uh, this is not a real trend. This is not a real trend, Jim. I hope you know. Uh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I do no. more of like We try to make it a real popping. trend. We really push for it. Well, with everything <laughs> else, I mean, the show created a lot of crazy things that have stuck in yeah. the world. So who knows? But along those same lines, when she was explaining how she volunteers for Wheels for Meals on Wheels, mm. because we repair vans <laughs> yes. for... Yeah. Meals on Wheels. Yeah, yeah. Who, who comes up with that? So specific. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who comes up with that? Does anyone get credit for that line? Oh, I don't know. It could, oh, it's could hard. have been a, It's hard, right? Yeah. It's a rude yeah. thing. Someone probably just said a straight thing, and then we said, "Well, it can't be a straight thing," so we just have fun with it. That's so perfect, though, and smart, and stupid, and. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's the kind of joke that the more you think about it, you're like, okay, so how many Meals on Wheels vans exist in Pawnee? <laughs> exactly. And how often are they breaking down that they require its own other organization to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the good thing about the show, it moves so quickly, you don't have time to think about it. You're just moving on to the next yeah, one. Right. It's absolutely. A funny bit, move yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Right. One of the things that's cracked me up now watching this uh, season, Jim and I have talked about it, is the. Uh, that Leslie's campaign advisors for the first half of the season always had like snap polls that were based on like a, a thing that happened earlier. So a city like like Los Angeles barely has the ability to do a snap poll. They're like, you know, you're polling at 2% amongst likely voters. And how do you know that already, guys? You have a think tank in Pawnee, but that's great. That's great. The finger in the pulse is very close. All you have to do is put your finger on the... A very exposed pulse, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jim has shared his thoughts about Tom and Ooh. and Anne dating. Okay, Norm, I, right. I'll give it to you real quick. I have I cringed about it from very beginning to the very end of their relationship. Well, yeah, well, you know, and Greg knows this too. It's like we had a huge discussion about whether they should date or not. And in the room, I remember it went on for a couple of days. And then it's just one of those things I felt like we knew it wasn't going to last, but it was a transitional thing. And it gave comedy for a couple of episodes. And I think, but for sure, I'm in your camp. I didn't didn't think they should date. I didn't believe they would. Uh, But 
You could just see that there was comedy to be right. had there. So sure. I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, and like I always say, I love Anne character. I love Tom character. So it's nothing about these characters. Like, it's no, just the thought of, of them together. Just, and then when I, I, you know, of course, I think you're dating. It's like, did Anne sleep with Tom? And that just, right, just right. makes me don't crazy. Go there, I can't go there. Don't go there. And listener, don't go there either. <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. I like kind of like that. Uh, we like that Anne could give it as good as Tom could give it. So yeah, it was right. like never, it was like no one ever really won. It was like back and forth. It was this constant thing. And you're going, even as they were doing it, they realized it was probably not a good idea. And Tom right. selling himself this idea that it was a good idea, you know? Right. We were talking about in the episode just before this, uh, when they do the campaign ad, uh, sorry, the campaign song. Um, and, uh, it's fun to see the comedy that we that that Anne got to play of of actually being the the strong man in the relationship. She wasn't the one yes. pining. She wasn't the one after Chris, perhaps, or dealing with you know uh, bad boyfriend and Andy. She was the one who had all the power, uh, and it was so fun to see that version of comedy in relationship with her. So yeah, it it was played mainly for comedy, and I think I think yeah. the room eventually also we all came together on the sense knowing that it wasn't going to last. Sorry, everyone at home. It's not going to last. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Spoiler alert. No. Yeah. Also, it seemed like there was some comedy for uh, the character of April to play. You know, that's why mm-hmm. I think we also embraced it a little bit too. She was stuck in the middle of this thing she created, you know, that, or helped create that kind of uh, mm. you know, came back to bite her in the butt. Um, well, speaking of April, she has one of my favorite moments of the entire episode. It's in a talking head early on when she says that she doesn't care what happens to Tom and Anne or anyone. And then she does this, Aubrey does this smile looking directly into the camera. I don't know, this little bit of acting from Aubrey, it's so small, but it's so stellar. And yeah. and there's so much behind it. Yeah. I, you rarely see her character smile in a way that's pure. And a yes. pure smile from April is very scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love it. It's I love true, it. true, right? Yeah, yeah. And from I Aubrey. also like the moment where she, yeah, I also like the moment where she goes, thank you, alcohol. Which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the other time she smiles too is when she's drinking. <laughs> right. Yeah, Norm brings up a great point, which is that this relationship put uh, April in the middle of, April's in the middle of yeah. this, and this is the last place she wants to be, probably with these two people in particular. Like she has a yeah. deep feeling about Anne and I think that she thinks of Tom and his dating as a bit of a joke. And so here she is, you know, the matchmaker and then relationship mender. And I don't think she likes that though. No, she don't like it. No. But I, I do think that the, the way I justify this relationship is Anne has been, you know, kind of all over the place trying to find somebody. And Tom does make her laugh. Like she has, you know, he yes. has made her laugh. So that's where I, that's how I can not well, just get too crazed about it. I agree with you. I landed on that too, where I I think she was in a place where she goes, oh, what the hell? What the hell? Right? And yeah. she goes, it could be a laugh. And then very quickly, like probably <laughs> an hour in thinking, I have made a mistake. <laughs> yes. Well, I, and yeah. we talked about this other, uh, in the previous episode. They have one very simple date. And the next day he's acting like yeah. they're all in, yes. you know, they are all. And we find out that he yeah, had actually yeah. texted everybody to say they were basically yeah. all in <laughs> yeah, on yeah. their first date. Yeah. 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 He was, he was already buying the ring yes. and what's happening. And-, and think about it, if you're Tom Haverford and you think you have someone like 
Ann Perkins. I mean, mm. she's it's stunning. She's smart. Like right. that is yeah. a score. That right. is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I get it. I get the excitement. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that because speaking of excitement, Jerry, when he shows up in the office, it's his birthday. Not only is Jerry wearing that shirt, but we get a Jerry talking head, which we don't get too often. Not a lot of Jerry talking heads. Oh, no. I love that talking head. I, I love the way but Mike you, shot it and staged it with all yeah. the stuff in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. When I talk about what my birthday plan is. Yeah, it's a yeah. great talking head. Because you just, it, it's just so, for you, it's like, it's heaven on earth. Uh, it's heaven on earth. <laughs> and he says, my wife, Gail, makes such a big deal out of it. We go, we split a huge piece of cotton candy cheesecake from Cakey J's cheesecake facility. We hold hands for a while, listen to some Anita Baker. <laughs> she meets up with some of her friends. Yes. And I turn in early. Yes. <laughs> she meets up with some of her friends is part of what oh. makes your birthday so wonderful. Exactly. I know. But turning uh, in early, it's all part of it's like, meh, oh, what more can you so do? Yeah. It's perfection. It's perfection. <laughs> and you do it just so like casually, like this is, yeah. this is, it's so great. Well, let's talk about the, re- the next section of the episode, the synopsis, so we can get to the big party. Uh, Donna reluctantly agrees to host the Sweet 16 party at her family's lake house, uh, saying at one point that the Meagles are a cold people, bring your own towels. <laughs> After discovering that Genuine is Donna's cousin, we'll talk about that, Tom realizes that Anne does not share his love for 90s hip-hop music. Mm. Leslie, overconfident in her ability to manage both a campaign and the Parks Department, realizes that she forgot to invite Jerry to his own surprise party. Damn. Uh, Okay. A lot Um, to unpack. A lot to unpack. There's a lot. We get Donna lore here with Genuine. I mean, I'll just start with the A story. In watching this, Norm, I was just struck by sometimes crafting an episode, you have a great idea for, let's say, the a, th- a big third act set piece. I always talk about Leslie being chained to the gate in 94 meetings. Like, you know that right. you want that. How do we work kind of backwards to get to this great moment? Uh, and sometimes you have a, you know, a great, way in, which is that they're going to do a campaign ad. And they're like, okay, I can see, we know there's going to be comedy that can unfold from that. And in this sense, I'm watching the episode in prep, and I was just so struck by the perfection of the act break of no one invited Leslie. Uh, No, sorry, (laughs) no one invited Jerry. Leslie forgot to invite Jerry. Yeah. And how simple that was. And it snuck up on me again. And I know the episode very well. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yes, of course. How perfect and how simple. This is Jerry's surprise party. No one invited Jerry. Which makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, it played into that story of her taking on way too much, right? And then trying to correct it and then doubling down on, we're going to give Jerry this great birthday party. I'm going to do, I, yes, Ron, I can do it all. And I, I love that Ron just quietly just smiles all the way through, just watches her learn from her own mistake. Mm-hmm. And then that, it builds to that scene that uh, I love, which is the two of them sitting on the dock talking, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I'm jumping ahead. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, that's a, a like a fun act break for her to realize, oh, I am sort of, now I was head above water, now I'm starting to go. <laughs> and Ron played her so beautifully this yeah. whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. He knows, he knows that she can't tell her. She has to see it for herself. It's very Woman of the Year, which was another Norm uh, episode that you uh, were the writer on. Um, this idea of, you know, he 
he's got her and he yeah. knows yeah. how to work her. And he kind of, at this point, just instead of poking at her, he's just like, okay, Leslie, mm-hmm. and sits back and kind of waits for her yes. to realize the thing that he knows she'll realize eventually. Yeah. Well, that's a good point too, because we had him poke her in the woman of the year episode. He was like poking her a little bit. Right. And this, we didn't want to do the same thing of him poking her. He said, all right. So he sort of just was along for the ride, but you knew that, he was right. And she's right. gonna, he's just waiting for her for the shoe, other shoe to drop. This episode to me is a very simple story, right? It's the birthday. I love simple stories. I love them. Yeah. I had a feeling. <laughs> there are some people I think who maybe also thrive on the constant turns, the plot, and then you hang, right. you get to hang your jokes. You get to put your jokes with so much plot, right? You use your plot as a way to structure your script, structure your lines, and then the jokes are kind of born out of that. In this case, the plot is very simple and that it allows for the jokes to be a lot of fun discovery by the writer, by the writer's room, um, when it comes to this run about Tom's oh-no-no's list. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, you like that, right? I do. I love it. It's like you have the simple premise and then you have uh, tell the story. I don't mind twists. Twists are good, but I, I don't like twists for twist's sake, you know? Mm. Or now you're twisting and then you're going, okay, I'd like maybe there's one or two many twists in the story. Mm. And I, I like, I understand the value of a twist, but I don't like too many twists. But I feel <laughs> like that's, that's more like, a, a, like drama uses twists more because, mm. uh, you know, in terms of like a, a murder mystery or something, you need tons of twists. But right, I, right. I feel like in, you can relax into a, a comedy uh, character comedy, especially, and then you can find character comedy moments. And I like spending time with the characters and this, uh, like, uh, sitting in it a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so worried about it. Absolutely. Because, you know, um, another episode we've talked about a few times, not just when we've done the episode specifically, is the practice date in early on in season two, where we have that great B story of everyone digging up dirt on one another. And you create this right. little idea and it allows for. You know, this episode is very similar in that sense where we're going to go to a lake house. Okay, what's whose lake house is it? And what are they going to do there? And okay, it's Donna's and that's cool in itself. You get to yeah. do fun jokes about her rules. But then when Tom sees Genuine, right. picture. It's a you very, guys will be shocked to know that I also didn't know who Genuine was. I'm not, was. I gotta say, we're not, well. we're not shocked. <laughs> not a, I still don't know who no. Genuine is. And you've met the man. I've met the man. I don't know who he is. Okay. He was lovely. And I remember I was, Rashida coming up to me and saying, just so you know, I know who Genuine is. <laughs> Maybe Anne doesn't know. But yeah. Rashida uh, does. I know who yeah. <laughs> uh, Before we jump there, we're, what I also loved about this episode, I love when we get Donna Meagle because Donna is so secretive about so many things. We know she's sexy and wants, she's got her men. We mm. know she's got them kind of all over the place. No one really knows what the hell's going on with Donna. But now we find out her family has a lake house and she's cousins with Genuine. I mean, what? Yes. Those are big reveals. And it's not just yes. a lake house. I've been to lake house. beautiful house. And they're like, yeah. you know, little oh cabin kind of things. This was a lake house. Right. This is yeah, a full-blown, <laughs> full, this is a home yeah. on a lake. Yeah. It was my favorite location in terms of all the episodes we did. But just because you you know how fast we move around and we're always jumping around to different locations. It was nice to settle into a location. Mm. And we were there for a couple, two, three days. I yeah, can't we were there. Now. Yeah, we were. Yeah, and and it was nice just to be there. 
and just to and just to explore that place, like that lake house. I think Mike Shore used every room in that house for just in terms of how pretty it looked and mm. uh, setting up shots and stuff. It was really nice. Yeah, I got yelled at by the uh, owner. The owner showed up one day. Normally, the owners, you know, they they take off when you know you're because these places are being rented. Someone's paying, mm. I would think, a fair amount of money for these places, and apparently the the one this one chair nobody was supposed to sit in but it wasn't marked and i sat in it and this woman comes over sir you are not supposed to be sitting in that chair now in her behalf she probably thought okay of all the people here he's the last one i want sitting in this chair okay well no no i'm just saying that is a large man i don't want him in this chair (laughs) but boy i was like oh yes ma'am and i got my fat ass out of that chair (laughs) i got you know i was a little humiliated and i walked away yeah wow before we move on from genuine i just want to say as a personal just fan of moments of the show but tom repeatedly saying genuine yeah the way he did it very funny very and i remember that also being just a big room bit like i think the room loved that when we watched the cut and when the when the episode was built just the idea of him just saying the word genuine yes. over and over <laughs> again it was great yeah i love the way he moved towards the camera and he sort of had a little stoppy yeah. walk that went with it yeah yeah and did somebody know genuine? Is that how that? Ha- how did we get a genuine? Yeah, there was someone in the room. I because I'm like you. I didn't know who genuine was, and I felt like an idiot. And and people were laughing as soon as genuine was said. I went, <laughs> <laughs> right? What the hell is genuine? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna, yeah. But I'm going to introduce him in my episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we talked about this a uh, little bit with Andy. Uh, and Chris and Champion. I like this insecurity that Andy has, right? He's feeling insecure about yeah. Chris training him. And I don't know, even though Andy is this happy-go-lucky guy, there, you know, there's this little bit of insecurity to him. And uh anyway, I I, I so that all of that is to say when he tries to show off <laughs> with the German, you, you alluded to this earlier, Norm. Yeah. And then I didn't realize it that he just kept making stuff up, you know, take after take. But when he had that little bit, it was like toxic, and then Merkel, and, then, and <laughs> it's so funny. It's so stupid and funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rob Lowe's delivery of that blow live for it at the end, just telling him who Mer- who's Merkel, and yeah. he told him. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's not a joke. It's just an answer. Just an answer to a question. Yeah, it's, it's an answer. <laughs> and it made me laugh watching it this time yeah. around. I went, it's just dryly given, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I tell you, I would love to see the outtakes of Pratt doing the different versions of his German. Oh, it's really funny. Yeah. And they just let the camera roll. He was just going. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what you do with yeah, Pratt. Yeah. Just let the camera yeah, yeah. roll and yeah, yeah. Let, let the magic happen. Um, well, speaking of magic, let's pop back into our synopsis and keep going forward with our story. Leslie and Ron drive back to Pawnee to get Jerry to his own surprise party. Tom continues to investigate the differences between Anne and himself. And now Leslie and Ron find Jerry, but she is quickly <laughs> distracted by a mistake in her recently distributed campaign signs. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, April reveals to Anne that Tom is thinking about breaking up with her. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the campaign sign first, if that's oh, okay. Oh, so funny. Uh, I love that scene. I love that scene with the guy. The, in the guy is in awesome. The, we should have looked great? up his yeah. name. He's so great. Yes. And when he's reading it, 
le, you know, letter by letter, like by every sign. I'm like, you just, yes. Leslie's like, uh-huh, I, I know. I, it, you just want to jump through the screen and go, we know it, but it's so funny. It's so I funny. I know. And that's what's great about Amy is that she can let uh, like another, and she's just, she knows the perfect timing of when to interrupt and mm. not interrupt the flow. It's so perfectly done. And we've already seen the joke in a way. We saw the sign as they're driving by. We've seen it has the URL. We know it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a sight gag. It's a link, right? Yeah. But yeah. now at this point, there's this is in a twenty and a half minute episode of television. At the end of the day, um, this is precious real estate. And yeah. but this one joke of just reading the whole thing, oh, yeah, got it. It really makes you laugh. It's worth every second that yeah. they use. It really, and her and her pausing, trying to jump in and just realizing yeah. she's got to let him <laughs> yes, do it. Yeah. She's got to yes. let him do it because he's he's going to do he's it. He's not stopping. Yes. And none of it makes it. sense. It's obviously a link. It's obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and it has like the the really bad, low quality version of the sign. It's clearly terrible. This guy didn't give up. He didn't give. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. I feel like that's what's going on though when you go into stores now. No one likes to take saying sorry, sir, and they'll we'll make it right. Now it's like your fault. It's yeah, not it, their fault. It's what you gave right. me. I I did what you gave right, me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, but before that, because this involves yes, me, so yes, of course it's it. much more important. Uh when they jump in on on Jerry in the tub. Yes. So they just yes. basically break into his home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The door was open, but they push in and they go in and nobody is home apparently. But Leslie has got to find Jerry because she has planned a party, a surprise party. And they open the door and I'm in the tub. So let me tell you what happened before all that even happened. I did not want to do that scene. Uh, here's the reason. I am a large man and I'm as... I believe the technical word, if we were to look up in the dictionary, is hirsute, H-I-R-S-U-T-E, which means fucking hairy. Mm. And I am a hairy SOB. I'm and, a hairy dude, too. Well, so but, we you see, but you know, so I have my insecurities. I have, and it's not just like, <laughs> I'm not just a guy with chest hair. It goes shoulders, yeah, sure. it goes back. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a hairy SOB and a large man. So the, I was like, oh, oh God, yeah. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't want to do this. But of course, and you know, anything for the show. If it's a funny bit, it's a funny bit. So I did it. But I will tell you, I cringed doing it because I was uncomfortable. I'm the guy who has the T-shirt on at the pool. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah. the guy who's... Yeah. And some guys, it's so great. You see a big guy, Harry or not, whatever. They take their shirts off. They're doing their thing. Look at what Chris Farley did over the years. God bless. Like... To have that kind of self-confidence mm. is really amazing. Right. That ain't Jim right. O'Hare. And so <laughs> it was tough. And I remember McGill, who was our, uh, you know, Tom McGill, our, our uh, I think he DP, was he DP by then? I think so. I think he or no, I was. Think so. Anyway, camera guy. John, uh, John was me. Yeah, but. One, yeah. one of the greats. And he was just, because we would tease each other constantly all day long, every day for seven years. And anyway, so he was at my ass. The whole thing was like, oh, this is going to be awful. So we do the scene. And of course it's, I think it's a fun scene and I do love it. But the repercussions of the scene were something I never would have thought to expect. I became a bit of a, um, <laughs> I don't know if the word is icon, but a bit of a hero in the gay world for the bears. Oh. In the bear world community, I was like the poster bear on the different websites and everything. Excuse so, me. I was like, well, uh, someone likes it. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, no, yes, that's great. I was on board. That's I was great. on board. 
in the tub with the <laughs> the alone time I loved. It was just like I know. I just. And the, and, the, and the brush, the scrubbing brush, too, yes. also made me laugh. It wasn't just like I'm having a casual soak. I'm relaxing. You're actually bathing. Yes. <laughs> With food. You're, food food, you're washing yourself. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry is washing himself. And He's going to read. And all this stuff. So now watching it years later, do you still have that feeling? Well, there's a lot of memes out there of me in that tub. Many, many, many. Uh, so, you know, it's made fun of. It's. It's celebrated in some places. So I, overall, I absolutely love it. Mm. I, first, I never would have said no. I just wouldn't have. And But when I look back, it's I love it. I love everything about it. I also love Amy's, you know, Leslie's reaction when she walks in and realizes it's Jerry. Yes. And if you go back and look at this episode, um, she can barely make <laughs> eye contact. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And Rod <laughs> and Nick Offerman's. Oh. Loving every yes. second oh, of hello, it. Hello, Jerry. Hello, with his little smile yes. on his yeah. face. Oh, he's hello, loving Jerry. it because, again, he's proving to Amy, you have messed up. This is all too much. You can't handle this. Yeah. So anyway, I overall, the, I, I love, love it. Joke. I love the joke, too, where he's saying, it's Amy's saying, come on, Jerry, let's go. And you say, can I get dressed first? She goes, we have no time. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, Offerman, you know, it's like a, is saying it, no, you have time to get this. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jerry might have just stood up and yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she would have seen what that with. doctor was talking about, if yeah. you know what I'm saying here. She would have got the whole full view. Yeah, so overall, I ended up, I love that scene. It was one of those things, too, where we go, well, uh, in the room where we have to find Jerry in the bathtub. That's, you know, I think Mike sure loved that. And then we were going, but how? It's, it's like you just they walk into the house and they go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They walk well, she's into the house. Yeah, she's got to get him. <laughs> um, let's um, let's move on. Um, and after Andy ignores Chris's advice, Champion escapes. After Tom and Anne argue about their differences, a drunk April announces that their argument is stupid and that they should break up. Now, after a visit to the printer store, not afters, Leslie replaces every misprinted campaign sign in town by herself. Just a pause. I love that she had to do it that day. She couldn't wait. Yes. She's like, ah, Jerry's birthday. You're going to wait. I got to do it today. Yeah. When she finally gets Jerry to his surprise party, nobody is there to surprise him except for a very sleepy Ben. And, and Adam Scott's half-awake surprise is so Perfect. funny. Yeah. Isn't so it? funny. It's so good. Um, it's Perfect. It's, yeah. per- it's perfect. Um, you know, we get a little thing. The printer store is called Scientologist. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. I got to tell you. I saw this in the notes. I did yeah. not catch that. Yeah, Scientologist. So I will check that out. Okay, yeah. great. Be sure to check out Scientologist. Not. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Just Because I could end up very busy just over a hot, the next few just months. A, yeah, just a, just a suggestion there. I'm very easily swayed. Yes. Uh, um, so anyway, Leslie is so desperate to prove Ron wrong, right? And I love that Ron clearly just wants what's best for her here. It's really yeah. beautiful. Their relationship is very special. Um, we mentioned this on this podcast before, but in the way that maybe we've talked about the cringy or awkwardness or do we believe them relationship of Tom and Anne, one of my favorite moments in the room was a time when Greg was there, Greg Daniels was there, and was pitching on stuff and mentioned, what if Ron and Leslie kissed? Ooh. Right? And I think he never right. in, 
intended for it to be. Let's make this a story. But sometimes you pitch something to see what comes up, to see if that's if that um, you know just like stimulates and catalyzes a story idea, or whatever. Um, but it's born out of the fact that they clearly have a very profound, deep relationship, and it's very special. Yeah. And it it is one of the two in yeah. which the backbone of the show. It's Leslie and Ron, and Leslie and Anne. In my excuse me, as I drop my pen, is my very humble opinion. And I think of them as like when I would write the Leslie stuff. I, it always made me think that, that they had that sort of relationship, and yeah. I and. And to cro- not to cross a line, but it just it just when you sort of start thinking about it, you're going, no, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know? want that. I do not want yeah. that. Yeah. I can go with Anne and and be uncomfortable with Anne and Tom, just because they're young and and they're both searching and looking. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 oh, that would not have set well with me. I can imagine a lot of shows that would have actually made that choice, which is like, of course, they should wind up getting together, right? Like, and that they complement each other in this in. It's we've been building to it the whole time, and of course, I and I love the fact that that's something we never did. No, I love it. Yeah, let's wrap up our episode, our synopsis. Oh, my sense so of I fast. know. I'm working it. Well, I know, man. I know these episodes are chock full of stuff. Andy admits to Chris that he is insecure about being a bad dog owner. Chris makes him feel better by secretly blowing a dog whistle that signals champion back. April is horrified to learn that her drunken words encourage Tom and Anne to stick together. And Leslie asks the partygoers <laughs> to offer individual toasts to Jerry. Ron successfully convinces Leslie to cut back her hours at the parks department. And Andy decides to loan Champion to Chris to make him feel less lonely. A lot of stuff at the very end. A whole lot of yes. stuff. It feels like a lot of the plot at the very end, which is like, we've built, we have these nice little moments and here's how it kind of sums up. It's like a... Uh, we have a gift parties and jobs. Remember that run at Parks and Rec where like there's yeah. an episode had maybe one of those. And here we have a great party um, and we have a, a discussion about Leslie's job uh, and in a way, a bit of a gift where Andy loans Champion to Chris to make him feel less lonely. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. And I love seeing all the whole cast in that one room together. Uh, just sitting down and doing the toast. I thought that was great. My favorite scenes, I've said it a hundred times, when we were all together. It just, it was fun. I think great stuff came out of it. There was so much banter between takes. Um, Those are my very, very favorite. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm with you on that. And one of my favorite scenes that uh, we wrote uh, for uh, Leslie and Ron was, and I rewrote it with with, uh, Dan Gore, was the scene on the deck, and uh, we came up with the whole last one thing. Mm. Yes, what which a great, I love. I love yeah. that line. So that was a fun rewrite. Yeah, well, it, give us the actual line because it is. It's. I think it's never half ass two things, whole ass one. Whole ass one. That thing. is so smart. Yeah, it's yeah. Such a, I mean, it it's funny because re- it's a funny line it's to really hear. Smart, but it's really yeah. smart. And it's the wrong way of saying the thing. That's very yeah. yes, exactly <laughs> right. It's 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 yeah. really lovely. And plus, in that speech, we learned what Ron had done as a child. Right, it, exactly. it just blows my mind. Right, he didn't learn That's, this like a yeah. year ago. He learned it as an eleven-year-old <laughs> <laughs> working in a sheet metal factory yeah. and a tannery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh while in school. Gosh, yeah, while yeah. in school. Yeah, yeah. And thrilled about all of it. You know, trying to do too much. That's just too much at eleven years old. Yeah. In fact, this act has both this really beautiful, poignant lesson from Ron and it also has Ron saying to Donna Ron saying is this all the eggs we have and <laughs> yes. she says yes what are you making 
Eggs. 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 <laughs> yeah. There are some also some random <laughs> moments in this performance-wise. A couple that jump out at me, that one right there, when she's looking at him like, you are out of your effing mind. <laughs> and also, when earlier in the episode, when Leslie reveals that Donna has the lake house, go back and look at her take. Mm. When they cut to Donna and she realizes, what? Like, who the hell knows this? And <laughs> yeah, just, right. Retta just nails it. And again, I love when there's big reveals about a character. And, and this was yes. one of those. I like dropping little things like that, too, where you just, and you just do it in a way that you're not making a big deal no, about it. it no, yeah. The best. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Well, you know, final thoughts on this episode, everyone? I mean, it's a good one. We've talked about it. It's lovely. How did it feel watching it back, uh, Norm, after the time It was passed? fun. I just remember look, uh, thinking, uh, oh, the location was so great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, at the very <laughs> beginning, because I saw it yeah, in the notes, yeah. where was Ron doing the canoeing? I think it was right in front of that house. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that, that was the house. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. he brought his canoe because, of course, Nick, makes canoes right. and every other damn thing that right, he does. Right, the real right, actual yeah. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, yes, not canoes. just Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman does this. And it's, of course, what a beautiful shot. He's just sliding yeah. across the yeah. front in front of that beautiful, beautiful. home on that beautiful lake. <laughs> I think we just sent a cameraman out with them just to get shots. Of- <laughs> yeah, why not? Send yeah. the beat team. Uh, yeah. Overall, my, my impression is I loved this episode. I loved so much about it. Again, it has other meanings to me because of what was going on in life. But it, um, I think everybody had their moments, which I love when, you know, every main, yeah. I know it's tough for you writers. At this point, you have 10 of us. And so I don't know how you do it in 21 minutes where you kind of service everybody. But I think this was an episode where everybody had some great moments. And uh, that is a treat, first of all, as an actor, when you get those great moments. But I think as a fan, when you get to watch those great moments. So mm. I'm yeah. a big fan of this episode. I think you did great. And, and writers are aware of the fact that it's like the fourth season in and everybody has characters they love. So you want to give everybody a moment. That's the right. real, I think, in the rewriting process where, like you were saying, at the table, oh, this is good. And everybody's going, but does everybody have something to do? Because you don't want to. And you know that there's people watching and they're going, I want to see Jerry. I want to see right. Brada. I want to, you know. And this is four seasons in, right? Yeah, four. Right. And this this episode yeah. has one where, you know, you, we wind up with pretty much like a runner, a sea runner, let's call it, with Chris and Andy. That's one. Yes. Of those, that's also one of those moments where you have an A story and it captures Ron and Leslie and Jerry. Donna sets the scene by owning the place. So she gets to 
you know, touch every store if she needs to. Oh, her to. list of things you can't yeah, do, right. things you can't touch. You hear that beautiful right. spa? Yeah. You're right. not going to be right. in it. Right. <laughs> and then you have April and Golf now in this Tom and Ann little, you know, several episode runner. And you're like, who's left? You're like, okay, so it's yeah. Chris and Jerry. And some of the most fun is pitching. Like, All right, what are Chris and uh, Jerry? Chris sorry. And, uh, Chris Andy. and Andy. What are yep. Chris and Andy going to do? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that, that creates some of the most fun and loved storylines because they're unexpected people together and you just find a pure comedy little story. And also yeah. in that storyline, just to wrap, I don't know that we, maybe we already did kind of wrap that up, but the sweetness of Andy, he's willing to give up champion. So the champion has a better life. And Chris yeah, going, like, no dude, you, he has a life because of you in April. And I just, what a sweet, sweet, sweet scene. I, I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you have to love, you have to love uh, Andy <laughs> at all times. Dude, yeah. So we have a, yeah. uh, a recurring uh, little segment on our show that's Jim's crap we didn't get to because there's always stuff that tickles you. There's things but, that you make know, me there's laugh. only so much time. And Jim, can you give us some of your crap? I will. Uh, one of the things <laughs> I loved was uh, Ron's toast to Jerry. It was uh, Jerry's work is often adequate. Great toast because it's <laughs> awful. And But the best is they cut to Jerry and he's like, Oh, like a little, yeah, like he's yeah, so pleased. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, isn't that sweet? What a sweet <laughs> thing to say. Um, so, you know, when they show pictures of me, like on a hammock and all that kind of stuff um, that they're putting up for the party, sure. they're, they're doing like a, um, what would you call it? A, a wall of, you do it at funerals now where you just have the pictures. Yeah, a tribute. A tribute thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a call and I said, would you take pictures at home? Oh. Because they didn't have anything ready to go. So that hammock is my hammock at home. Oh, cool. Yes. And some uh -huh. of the other pictures were things that I had. That's lovely. What a treat for the people to know that I own a hammock. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. if I had a hammock. <laughs> if I had a hammock. Uh, I love Tom's list of oh no no's, even though you know I know we did talk about that. And then also earlier, Tom says let's start a pool. It's about Jerry. Uh, who wants retired and who wants dead? And without missing a beat, April dead. <laughs> Just <laughs> without. And also when Leslie says we're going to throw Jerry a party, and there there's all this clapping. They cut to Aubrey, mm. and she's just dead staring right down the lens of the camera, like oh, just so perfect. Just, <laughs> I mean, her looks literally can kill. Her looks can kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, then we talked about that. I'm trying to look at my things here. I do love when Jerry's in the back of the car and Leslie's like, we have to do this. And I got it all done, Ron. Everything is good. And Jerry goes, well, we didn't get the drugstore for my liver medication. Leslie, well, you should have thought about that before we dragged you out <laughs> of the Jerry. Yeah. And Jerry goes, yeah. Yeah, like, even on your birthday, yeah. even on Jerry's birthday. Yeah. I had done nothing on wrong. On a day where she fucked up. She fucked she's up. Like, Actually, Jerry, yeah. goes, that, that is on you. This is on you. And those are some of the crap that we didn't get to. Well, can I tell you something that's great crap? And I, I actually have some crap. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wow. this episode had so many little moments that I wish we had the time to get into. Because I love this bit early on when they're talking about the party. April's asking questions about it, and she says, "The usual cake and pop." And I know the, oh, yes. the, un the, the unusual fish and pop, right? And then oh, cake and fish, and like no fish. <laughs> it's so stupidly amazing. Um, I love it. She's, I love she it. She lives to dig. I know. She lives to poke. Yeah, yes. she lives to poke. The oh no knows list is another great yeah. just 
uh, comedy engine because you can imagine that being yeah just like a hundred the room going cro- yeah going crazy, crazy over that right yeah and yeah. what what makes it in is that uh, as we've talked about stuff like her opinion on bedsheet thread counts <laughs> and hasn't yeah, seen yeah. a single Paul Walker movie doesn't care about Blu-ray he owns more pairs of Uggs than she does you know <laughs> you know the red flags that most people are looking for yeah yeah. Um, he I, begins at a thousand for the thread count, and he gets down to six hundred. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "When are you going to stop me?" Yeah, yeah, please oh. stop me. Um, I love. <laughs> and for the record, yes. Jim O'Hare. I don't know what my thread uh, is. That a thing? Uh, yes, but it thread, is a thing. It is a thing. But thread count is as important, also as like the thread itself. And oh, so I don't there, know it's any a, of it's that. A, it's yeah. a myriad okay. of things. No. <laughs> um, and one of the things just to call out is that uh, in the scene where Andy and Chris are together and. He, Andy talks about he ate one of Chris's soy bones. It was delicious. Yeah. But that uh, you can see Chris came on this luxurious lake house surprise birthday trip with a headlamp. Yes. You never know. You never know. And Bumbleflex. Yeah. The, per, the Bumbleflex, the bees wings uh, uh, gear. He has like a Bumbleflex, you know, jog or run or whatever it is. And uh, just love that. I think Chris Always is ready prepared. to go on a run at any second. At yeah, any yeah, moment, yeah. a run could occur. Um, well, let's cap off today's episode with our declaring our episode MVP. It's our most valuable Pawnean. It's which character moment wow. in this episode sticks out the most to you and why? Gentlemen, do you... Other than well, Norm, come- where do you go? This was your episode. Do you have an MVP? Do I have an MVP? A champion. Champion. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Who, who at one point, nice. uh, Andy thought maybe his leg grew back. Yes. Because yes. He, <laughs> he, he said to himself, yeah. did oh, his leg grow back? Yeah, yeah. And he's very genuine about looking about yes, it. Yeah, it's like, he oh my thinks God. that's a possibility, yes. <laughs> Well, that's that's a safe Champion, bet. That's nice. And what about you? Because I'm I'm hedging here. Well, so I'm gonna I, let you go I next. I'm going to be a softie, and I'm yeah. going to say Jerry. But I'm not just going to say Jerry. I'm going to say Jim because Jim, I have to tell you, uh, I, I appreciate you sharing what you shared earlier about your yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's and, what was going and on. And I think you know, there's something that it's it's going to add this other layer to the show now, knowing oh. that it's not just this comedy, great comedy episode, but it provided some. Uh, grace for you in your life at a time is very special. Um, it's like when you go to a concert and you hear a song that you didn't really pay attention to before in an album, and all of a sudden you loved it live, and then you listen to it, it and every time you listen to it, it's like you're back at that concert. It has that added significance, and that for me is knowing this about you. So for me, that. it's well, Jim you. O'Hare. That's very sweet. I'll uh, never I, do that again. I'm going to go random because, of course, I thought everybody nailed this episode. <laughs> I love the dude at the sign shop. I just oh, love no, him. Yeah. So I'm going to throw him. I'm going to throw him. I feel terrible. I wish I had looked up his name ahead of time and I, I really feel bad because he nailed that scene and deserves wait uh, uh sean is looking so i'm gonna i'm oh gonna God. stall furiously here typing on furiously his phone. typing because he deserves credit he deserves we called we talked about him several times we did and i've given him my mvp his character's name was walter if i remember correctly I that'd think, be amazing if i was right it's like a, if, yeah if you're right it's like a weird like great. a beautiful mind moment where all of a sudden oh. all the little sam pieces Carson. sam, sam Carson. Carson walter fungerson yeah walter fungerson oh, obviously dear god of course oh, of the pawnee fungerson <laughs> okay great well he was I'm so glad. Thank you, Sean. Thank because you, Sean. he deserves that shot. Yeah, that's amazing. Big time. Um, well, thank you, uh, Sean, but thank you, Norm, for being with us today. Thanks for inviting oh, me, guys. I, gosh. Yeah, it was fun to watch this episode again and get to talk about it. This was so great. I said to Greg when I, because I told you about the, you know, we had lunch and then we were talking about King of the Hill. And I said, dude, I love that show so much. I would do a voice for free. And he goes, 
Really? I go, oh, maybe I spoke too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would. Yeah. I truly would. Just, bear, yeah. just give me the, the minimum. I'll yeah, just whatever. Whatever I have to yeah. do. Yeah. Anyway, so good luck with all that. Uh, Norm is all over the place. He's a busy, busy man. You're incredibly talented. Thank you so much for coming here. Means the world to us. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. One of the great, one of the great guys I've, I've ever got a chance to work with. Yay! Aww. So, uh, thank you, Norm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you got a question uh, for us on future town halls, I know we didn't get to one today, but we always love doing town halls. Send them to us. You can email at Parks and Recollection Town Hall at gmail.com. Text this episode to your group chat. Give us five-star reviews wherever you're listening. Give us 10-star reviews if that place will allow it. Petition them to give 10-star yes. reviews and give us the first. And if you hate us, you know, listen just out of hate. Whatever, works. Whatever, yes. Works. Yes. Whatever works. Yes. Uh, thanks to, as always, our amazing team of Sean and Joe. Uh, thank you again, Norm. Thank you, Jim. Yay. Thank you, Greg. And from all of us here at Parks and Recollection, goodbye from Pawnee. Bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.